Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Type that into your app search, then download. This is Ken and Curtis on W-E-E-I. Kenny Curtis Show with Mike Cadlick here, Patriots beat reporter extraordinaire, WEI.com. Two weeks on the beat, day off today, and he's spending it with you and I. Oh, yeah. Gotta love that. I'm sorry, Mike. Back at it tomorrow, though, but he was there for the night practice last night. How was it? How was the night uh, debut of the new scoreboard, Lighthouse, and everything else? I I know there's a lot of uh, chitter-chatter on these these airwaves about the the scoreboard coming in and not, you know, using money towards some things and using it on a scoreboard, but that thing is pretty damn cool. I mean, it is. It's pretty cool. I don't know if you saw the video I tweeted. Uh, there was plenty of videos out there. It is. It's pretty good stuff. I don't know if it's the correct investment, but hey, first thing I, I all I think about, I, I, it's just you know, it's bizarre, but I, I dream about the, you know, when you first put in a new TV on the wall, yeah, and you turn it on, you're like, oh, I get this every day. I just did that in my new apartment. It's the greatest feeling. Oh yeah, in the it's world. outstanding. And I do this thing, and I'm probably a loser and a, and a, a psycho <laughs> for this, but like when I walk at night. Like, yeah. I check out the neighbor's TVs. I'm like, ooh, nice one. What are they watching? You see Greg Hills? Yeah, the, the, Greg's, you can't the see him in the living room. It's, it's, a, it's a hibachi, Hitachi, whatever the hell they're called. But anyway. Well, I wonder if that, the new lighthouse, the timing of the reveal of that and the Judon money. Yes. Was there any extra push from ownership to, hey, we're spending well, did money you know on players? 652 McCordys on that puppy. Yes. I did see that. How uh, many Revs soccer goals fit in there? How, I, my, my question for, the, for you, Mike, yep. is the vibe around the team in that it feels to me like the team is going to be more well-run. There'll be less craziness when it comes to the gyrations from Mac Jones and the ineptitude on the sideline, all that. Is there, what is your feel about the, the, if you were to say today what you, what what your expectations are and what those around the team are expecting? Uh, It feels normal. And I know I, I heard you guys just as I was coming in, how that, that shouldn't really be, you know, something to tout and something to be, you know, super excited about. But right. last year was, they were in such a bad place. It was in disarray. When I was down there last year at the start, like, it, things flying everywhere. Like, nobody knew what was going on offensively. It was. It was a disaster. This year, it feels normal. It's calm. It's cool. It's collected. O'Brien has them, you know, uh, working hard. He said it yesterday that, you know, they come in, they work hard, they they understand what's going on. Um, so it feels like the offense is in a much better place. It's calculated. And that's sort of where the vibes come from because the defense was was solid last year. I know you, you could talk about what quarterbacks they played versus what quarterbacks they played and how 
you know, there was ups and downs. And every that. time a good quarterback needed to make a play, they were able to do it. That is fair. Um, and again, we'll have to see what happens this year. Right. Um, a couple more playmakers. You were able to, you know, bring in Gonzalez and the other side of the. I know we'll talk about Jack Jones, I'm sure, but the other side is. He was of, almost a little too verbose last night. Yeah. Oh my God. Great position of, by uh, Cadillac, though. He excellent. Right. You, you see that? Hat. You see Reese? Oh, you're outstanding. You're everywhere, yeah. by the way. You're doing a great job. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, so, no, that was interesting. I mean, again. Much better than Ken. They get, <laughs> Don't disagree. So, <laughs> as far bar. as Jack Jones in that regard, right? Like, you. You almost have to ask the questions, but you know what he's going to say. Like, you got to talk to my lawyer about that, but you have to say what happened, what was your events, but you're not going to get any answers. So I don't really, I don't know what the expectation is. Are you surprised that given when that happened, like your thoughts the morning that news broke, I think it was a Saturday morning, and then where we are now, like, did you think he was going to make it through there? No, I did not. It was was Friday, you're right, it was Friday night into Saturday morning, um, and I think I had just started here. I think it was my first, first week, and... Of course, they they throw that at me right, right. away. But uh, no, yeah. So it, it happens, and I was like, "There's just no way he's gonna, you know, continue here because third or fourth round pick, I think he was. Uh, he comes in, he gets, he plays, you know, pretty well. Yeah. At the start of last season, and then big game against the Packers. Big game against the Packers. He says, you know, don't throw on me, even if it's Aaron Rodgers. Which again, I like that, you know, that swagger to him as a cornerback on the field because it's not the quiet Stephon Gilmore type. It's not the quiet Christian Gonzalez type. And sometimes you need the you know, the fire guy on the field. Off the field, not so much. He comes in. He ends up getting suspended at the end of the last season. And then you knew he had the character issues anyway. And then this happens. I was like, what's the last straw going to be? Right. Is, this, is this the third strike? And so, no, I am. I'm surprised And he's then did you here. think on the field the other day that <laughs> might have been the final strike when it appeared, I mean, not just, I mean, everybody yeah. that was there thought he had been either kicked out right. or left on his own. That village. was bizarre. Again, I, Yeah, I thought he got kicked out. Um, it was, and I'm sure everyone's heard the story, you know, three times over now, but they're using those paddles on their hands to try and not to hold the receivers. Looked like he broke up a pass. And then all of a sudden he just starts like throwing a temper tantrum, it looks like. And he, I looked away because I thought he was just celebrating. And then all of a sudden he's walking off the field with peppers on his shoulder. And we're like, here, here we go. Here, here goes Jack Jones again. And then, okay, he gets kicked out of practice. We'll find out what happens after. And then all of a sudden he walks back on like 20 minutes later. Takes a knee. Grow talks to him. Mills talks to him. And then last night when we spoke to Jack Jones, he's like, you know, that's in the past. Everything's fine. So... It is bizarre, and I'm I'm surprised he's still here. I think it's the fact that you know outside of Christian Gonzalez, their cornerback room you know is kind of iffy, and they don't really know what what way to turn on the other side of him on the boundary. So well, that's a little uh, concerning. Yeah. So they are desperate. They're keeping him around a bit for desperation. Yeah, I I think I think they think they need Jack Jones in the building and on the team. So John Jones, likely starter, opposite Christian, yeah, Christian Gonzalez. Yeah, and then the depth beyond that is murky. Yes. Because then you have you know you go to Marcus Jones on the inside yeah. or in the slot rather, um, and John Jones is a better slot corner than Marcus. And there's so many damn Joneses on this team. It's like Jonathan is a better cornerback in both positions than Marcus Jones. So if Marcus is or if there's no Jack Jones, you put Jonathan Jones on the boundary, but then you got to rely on Marcus on the inside. Where if Jack Jones was able, and he said it last night, the best ability is availability. If he's available, you probably stick him on the outside. You have John Jones to lock up the inside. And then you're kind of cooking with gas, but if you don't have them, that it, it's so this that does whole... not sound like an elite defense. No, it's what a, you're describing as uh, as Jumbo, our friend Andy Hart would say, it's a house of cards in the cornerback room. Oh boy! Uh, so my question, um, I don't know if I actually just thought of it, so I don't yeah. know if there's been any reporting on it. So this week, Alvin Kamara sat mm-hmm. down with Roger Goodell, agreed to a three-game suspension that he yep. won't appeal. 
Is there any talk of Goodell and Jack Jones? Because, I mean, that would have to be something that the league would be interested in, my guess is. So is there has is that something that is just, they're just waiting for the legal system to yeah, be exhausted? Was, yeah, so he's due back in court. I think it's August 18th, so it's not this coming Friday, but the following Friday when they're in Green Bay. So they're out there for joint practices Wednesday, Thursday. Jack Jones's court date is Friday, and then the game is Saturday. I'm curious to see if he'll he'll make the trip, if he'll come back, how that whole thing's going to work. But I would think that once his next court date sort of you know goes through, there's a chance that there would be a meeting with Goodell. But as of right now, there there hasn't been any talks of it. Well, let's go over to the new money for Judon because yes. that breaks uh, last night, right? Chef yeah. breaks that sort of uh, the night practice. It was the night practice. Sorry to cut you off, Ken. It's the night practice, and they do nothing in the night practice. So a few of us sitting in the press box. It's like, okay, what are they going to throw not, at We us? had a caller from New Hampshire who was there who said Zappi was on fire and better oh, than Mac. Yeah, so, he, was, so. He, was, he was looking the other way. Um, <laughs> so, But we're in there and nothing's going on. They throw the lighthouse at us. They throw the video board at us. And all of a sudden, as soon as practice starts, we watch Judon's not out there. He's in street clothes. We think it's in the holdout. And then all of a sudden, boom, Shefty Bomb comes in. New money. So, so significant, um, obviously, because this ends the hold-in or whatever it was. Uh, it was Curtis, definitely a hold-in, by the way. Did any who gave here? Like win-win? Are you surprised that they went with this hold-in approach? Did we had some uh, audio from Rob Nikovich and uh, Rock, 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 yeah. who were like surprised he even showed up? But this is a different build then. Yeah, like they came to Sun, they were working it out, and they have worked it out. Yeah. Um, again, it, it, what he was doing, could, you could double hold-in because again, he was there. He would show up. He wouldn't practice. He would practice. But if you're gonna be out there every couple days. I don't really know what leverage you have because it seems like if they didn't get it done, he probably still would have just you know sucked it up and played because he sounded relatively uh, at peace and happy with where he is and he likes it here when we when we talked to him last week. But um, no, he it worked and he succeeded and I think I think it's a win win because you don't end up extending him any longer because he's thirty years old now, so you don't need to. Did he want that? Did he want the extra term? That I, I mean, I would assume because although that, Curtis said maybe not because sometimes because if let's say they they did a dummy deal where uh-huh. they put in three extra years right. and they they are using that to offset the the cap. I think this the cap is crap, obviously, <laughs> right. but that this case, let's say Judon has a great year uh-huh. and he plays sixteen, seventeen games, he's got fifteen sacks. Then worst case scenario, you're looking at thirty four million over two years of real money. Whereas if they extend him. And it's fourteen this year, mm-hmm. twelve next year, whatever. You're likely on the, for me. If I'm Judon, I want to maximize year by year. Yeah, that's a fair point. Because you're just betting on yourself, and he's when healthy, been one of the best defensive ends in football. Right. I think you could look at it two ways, though. Because uh, on one hand, you bet on yourself year to year at thirty years old, and again, you you come out and write you you duplicate what you've done the last two years here. You continue to play, play, pay, play, get paid, pay, get played, whatever. Right. But if again you're 30 and you don't lock yourself up long term and you don't you know grab more guaranteed money down the line then perhaps you say he gets hurt this year or say he underperforms the contract then all of a sudden he's s out of luck and doesn't really have anywhere to go yeah so, if he gets hurt this year right i mean this is the last big yeah. money he's lrc you know? i think i think that the the thing that i find interesting is that bill belichick is being forced to reward behavior he otherwise would have punished and whether it's Jack Jones because of the depth in the in the cornerback room, Matthew Judon, in my view, the most talented player on the roster. Yep. You know, you are being forced to acquiesce to the wants and needs, whether that is patience with Jack Jones or money with Matthew Judon. And 
I also think it's interesting, call me crazy, I don't think if Judon was an offensive player, he'd be giving that money. I would agree with that. And I just, it's frustrating, like many things with this team, because it's really hard to win in the NFL. Mm -hmm. The Patriots like to add degrees of difficulty for no other reason than the coach is obstinate. And I... I just don't – if the offensive line – I, I, I was it. just going to cut you off and say I would group Trent Brown into that mix like, too. Like, what I, are they doing? I think he's in a sort of holdout situation as well. Right, and I don't know what leverage that guy has. I know. He, but, I mean, but, I mean, I, we were talking – you can obviously make the case he's still conditioning. Who the hell knows? Right, but right. the last year was about this time, right, where Mike Giardi had the report that Trent Brown thought he was going to be paid as – or he was signed a deal what he expected to be as the right tackle – Right, and then he's put in at left tackle, and he's miffed about that. Right, and Trent, similarly to Matthew Judon, has said he's put on a happy face. Both Bill and Trent have not been in any way taking shots. Right, but it just like I look at the Bengals and Orlando Brown Jr. and the Bengals are always the cheapest organization. They don't even have their own facility. You know, like right. it's like the Cleveland Indians and in Major. They League. like cross a major highway to get it's, to practice. It's absurd. It's insane. Yeah, and. Like, they think they're probably in Kentucky when they practice. But I, I just don't get it. I don't understand Riley Reef and, you know, I don't know if Cole, if Cole Strange is even back on the field at yeah, the guard with the injury. But, like, I, I, it seems like such a clear need. Right. No, I'm with you. What are they doing? I don't know. And I bought into it this offseason because I, I for, took what happened last season and chalked it up to, you know, strictly coaching and the fact that, Patricia was the offensive line coach and was also, excuse me, the offensive coordinator. Right. Think, okay, you bring in Bill O'Brien, you bring in Adrian Clem, you sure up the scheme, and then you add depth because depth was such a problem last year. You're talking, you bring in Connor McDermott back off the practice squad. Marcus Cannon came back from retirement to try and fill in there. So, Well, James Ferentz is still there. Yeah, <laughs> right. James Ferentz, who, by the way, is a, a Bill guy because with the Kirk Ferentz, the right. whole connection there, right? right. But, he's basically Steve Belichick on the field. Which I, I'm surprised that he's not getting run and Bill Murray is. Because when Owenu's out, and you know they can't, he's on pop whatever, and they bring in this fill in at right guard. I'm shocked they're not using Ferentz because well, he's. I was shocked, guy. and I, this is not a shot at Mike Reese, but Mike Reese did this whole thing on his weekly Sunday. You know, great every Sunday. His notes awesome. column is excellent. First thing I look at on Sunday morning. Same thing, and uh, he has this long thing about Bill still invested, and the quotes are James Ferentz. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like what the hell is he gonna say? He sucks. He's given him like six years. I well, saw that. You say in- Trent. Oh, sorry, to no, go. I was just gonna say I saw that in real time. Them talking on the. I was like, I wonder. I wonder what he's trying to get out of him right now. I mean, you say Trent Brown has yeah, no right. leverage. He's the leverage is Thursday night. If yeah. Zappy is out there getting killed and Tr- and McSorley leaves on a stretcher, then you got to pay Trent Brown. But Trent right? Brown is a risky investment in and of itself. Exactly. That's kind of my thing. Like, like I wouldn't invest in him. I would have paid. I mean, Orlando Brown Jr. What was it? Forty million guaranteed. Right. I don't know. Too rich for the blood of the Patriots. It wouldn't have been for me. But they've also been quietly reading the tea leaves. Riley Reef was widely praised for the off-season performances. He was a guy that you heard people talking about, always in the building. That's their way of trying to leverage Trent Brown, that this other guy. But Riley Reef, well, how's he look? Who's that? Reef? Yeah. Uh, not good. Oh, he was. He was on the. He started on the right side when Trent Brown was there. It was uh, Brown at left and Reef at right. He then got booted for Connor McDermott because he was struggling. And then when Trent Brown left, they then had to move Riley Riley Reef to the left side. So now you're you're looking at the guy on Mac Jones' blind side who just got booted from the right side because he couldn't handle it. Yeah. And, so you bring in, and you bring in Gasecki, who <laughs> Ken is high on, you know, which means he'll suck. 
Um, <laughs> he, he can't block. Even if he's on his right. A game, he's not a good blocking tight end in any way. So, so And on Gasicki, too, like the first three practices, no pads, red zone. Gasicki should be out there cooking, guys. He's this red zone freak. He's athletic. He can't block, but they don't need to block. Does the gritty. Yeah, exactly. Him and Mac do the gritty, but he did nothing for three days. So that that kind of startled me in itself because like you bring in this guy for a year, ten million, whatever, and he does nothing in the red zone with no pads on. He should be out there, you know, burning guys, and he did nothing. Isn't so. it interesting what they spend money on? Uh-huh. Like ten million dollars for <laughs> Gusecki, <laughs> but 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 Hopkins, you right. know, we're stopping at four. Or Aguilar, we were t- right. Well, Aguilar. their whole receiver room is pretty expensive, right? Compared to the league standards, I mean, they spend a lot of money. If you include Gusecki, who's not right. really a receiver. They yeah. they have a lot of money invested in receivers, Juju. but for not a lot of well, a lot of elite talent. And what's with this Juju Mac love? For for months it was they hadn't met, and now all of a sudden they're doing like laps around the stadium. Oh, they love yeah. to dance. Yeah, they Mac have fun is a great together. Well, well, yeah. All right. Well, we'll make some positives from Mike here coming up. If there are any, maybe Juju. Maybe he's one of those guys. And the quarterback battle is there one? Is Zappy going to get a shot? Who starts Thursday? It is the Mike Cadillac Hour of the Kenneth Curtis Show, and here's Joe Braverman with the news. <laughs> Now, here's what's trending on WEEI. Red Sox struggles continue as they drop their fourth in the fourth game in their last five. They lose to Toronto 7-3. Blue Jays hit five home runs off of Red Sox pitchers, three off of James Paxton, who got the loss. Alex Cora talked post-game about losing to the Blue Jays for the first time this year. At one point, they were going to beat us. You know, I don't think uh, you go at this level like, I mean, yeah, you can go 17-2, whatever it was, but... Uh, they put a good game. We didn't, and that's the bottom line. We've got to be ready for tomorrow. Sox now sit three back of the final wild card spot. Game two of the series will take place this afternoon. Joe and Will have the call from Fenway at 410 on the Shaw's and Star Market. WEEI Red Sox Network. Shaw's perfecting the art afresh. Boston will trot out John Schreiber as their opener, taking on Jose Barrios for Toronto. Joe Wild will get everything ready with the Mass Mutual pregame show one hour before first pitch. Mass Mutual Insurance Planning Investments. Before yesterday's game, the Red Sox announced they have designated Christian Arroyo for assignment in favor of Luis Urias, whom they acquired at the trade deadline. Patriots held their annual practice inside Gillette Stadium for season ticket holders last night. We heard from quarterback Jack Jones for the first time since his offseason arrest. No practice today for the Pats, but they'll be back on the field tomorrow afternoon. Off the field, the Pats and edge rusher Matthew Judon agreed to a restructured contract. Judon will now make $14 million guaranteed. That could go up to $18 million based on incentives. And in other football-related news, more shakeup in college sports as five more teams have officially left the Pac-12. Oregon and Washington will move to the Big Ten, while Utah and Arizona State join Arizona in the Big 12. All changes will take effect in 2024. I'm Joe Braverman, and that's what's trending on WBEI and WBEI.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The moment this offseason where it hits you, you're like, I got to get back to having fun. Uh, when did that happen? How did that manifest itself for you, that that became a thought in your mind this offseason? Yeah, I think, um, you know, it always stems from winning, right? And to win, you have to do a lot of really good things consistently all the time. Um, and I feel like I need to do that better and just try and lead the team, you know, more so from the mental side and all that stuff. Obviously, the plays and the physical stuff is there. Like, I just have to go out there and, and try and lead. And, and really, for me, I've always kind of been, you know, a fun person. Is that Max Clip of the Week fun? He's having a lot of fun out there. Oh, yeah. Not at the night practice, according to Mike Cadillac. He didn't do much last night? They didn't do much. Nobody really did much. Nobody it, did a thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, as yeah. I, like, you know, try and chart and live tweet the thing, it's like I, I want to tweet something like, you know, Mac Jones throws an interception or, you know, throws a touchdown, but they're not really doing anything. It's like if the ball's kind of behind him, the cornerback will catch it, or if the if it's a little bit in front of the receiver. It's just like, you know, they're it's like they're going through the motion. So uh not much last night. Not many fans either. Uh the the lower bowl was uh not not as filled as uh, I would I would expect it to be on a Friday night. Yeah, especially with the new uh digs to unveil yeah, the right? scoreboard and everything else. It yeah. was kind of a late notice though. Late notice, weather wasn't gonna be great, so people kind of probably just avoided it. But Yeah. I mean uh, five I years ago, it's probably it. full. Yeah, for sure. But again, that's you got to rebuild. Yeah, exactly. Rebuilding everything over there. You, right, know, as, you remember the old sign on ninety three during the big dig? If Rome was built in a day, we would have hired their contractor. <laughs> we talked about that earlier. It turned out great. The twenty year wait was worth it. Oh, it was well worth it. Yeah. Now, Mike Cadillac is here from wei dot com, our Patriots reporter. It's the Ken and Curtis show. Bradfield coming up from the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio at one o'clock with some socks talk to get you ready for Game Two of the Jays. That's what Ken also says about the EEI lineup. What's that? If Rome was built in oh, the yeah. hired their contract. <laughs> New England Ford dealers in their Discover Summer Sales event with a large inventory in stock. Now is the best time to trade in, trade up, and discover your best summer ever with Ford. So over to the quarterback. So Tommy Curran was on, and uh, he and Jones were going at it Thursday over whether there That's is still stuff. a battle going on. Give us your opinion now. Uh, unbiased, unfiltered. Is there any kind of a push from Zappy? And if you don't think so, let's forward to Thursday, game number one. Assuming Zappi's going to play a lot, let's say he lights it up. What then? Then do we have something going on? As of right now, I am uh, I am firmly on the Tommy Curran side of that saga. There is no quarterback competition. Max out there with the ones. Uh, he gets the first team reps with the wide receivers. He gets the first team reps with the uh, the offensive line. And people will look into like you know Zappi getting having twenty pass attempts versus Mac getting ten. But it's 20 pass attempts with the second team. So it's not like they're giving him a chance to, you know, compete and go forward there. It's like it's it's a contingency plan. Um, it's Mac's job. It's his to lose. Um, to your point on Zappi lighting it up, I think it'll depend on, again, just how good he looks and just how comfortable he looks in the offense. But I think if they're not giving Mac Jones reps on Thursday 
or reps on the following Saturday it is, it's a shoe in and he's locked into the job. So right now I, I wouldn't read anything into um, reps. The, the other day um, they, switched, they switched their personnel groupings, and so Mack was out there with the first offensive line, but he had a group of backup wide receivers. And then Zappi came in the following drive with the backup offensive line, but he had you know Parker and Juju and Kendrick Bourne uh, by his side. So people kind of started to read into that. My opinion is I think it's just giving Zappi a shot with those guys and seeing seeing what clicks, and then also giving those younger guys a chance with Mac to see if they want to shine because Douglas and Booty and those guys are sort of you know on the on the on the upswing here. So you know give them a shot with Mac and see what they can do. So is there anything that you might be able to read into that you can't discern what the offensive line's first or second team is? They're both the same, or is there? Is there... <laughs> no, they, as as yeah, that's a good thing. It doesn't matter which lines out right. there. Yeah, right. Exactly. All the same. As as much of a struggle the first offensive line has been with you know Trent being out and Strange getting hurt, there is still a clear like okay. Even though it is Riley Reef and Antonio Maffi and Andrews and who else is out there? I, I, it's uh, Bill, Bill Bill Murray. Bill. Yep, and uh, and Connor it's McDermott. Groundhog Day. <laughs> as as much as that sounds like a backup offensive line, it is their starting offensive line right now. So. Uh, no, it's those guys with Mac, and then it's the the rookies and the you know the the lower tier guys. If you one will, thing like I noted, one thing I noted about why the Patriots are mediocre, it really was this week. Sony Michelle retired from the NFL, mm-hmm. oh, and you yeah. look back pick. those drafts, that singular yeah. draft, Sony Michelle and Isaiah Wynn, followed by Nikhil Harry. Those three decisions. And the players that were taken after them, plus mm-hmm. the Pickens pick last year by the Steelers after you took Tyquan Thornton, who's been on a milk cart right. that appears, is exact. Like, if you just wanted to go through, you could talk Brady, all that stuff. I think if they nail those picks, Brady never leaves because the offense and the team is still really good and they're still winning and all sure. those issues are covered up by the success of the team on the field. Those drafts and the failure with those three first-round picks are just, like, if if we're going to do a power ranking of why the Patriots dynasty ended, yeah. it's that. And I will say that that it's so, that sort of feels like you know, like you said, the tipping point. But I also think there's been you know an upward trajectory in who they've brought in over the last few years. Like definitely, you, you, you talk about Thornton. It could be a miss. He he hasn't done much this year. Uh, he seems more like. Uh, He's very injury prone. He hasn't really, again, done too much this year. It just year, feels but... like guys like that that begin injury prone don't right. last. Yeah, but you, I mean, you talk about a Mac Jones and Ramondre Stevenson, and um, this year with Christian Gonzalez and uh, Marte Mapu. And again, it's early, and we haven't seen these guys in game action. But uh, they already looked like impact play- look like impact players and guys who they're going to throw right into the fire. And looks like so far um, they can handle it. I mean, again, Marcus Jones, Jack Jones on the field. Solid football players. Marcus Jones, a guy who you can play in all three phases of the game. Jack Jones, you know, that chippy, aggressive cornerback. Um, so, uh, Macro, once they sort of said, all right, Bill, you're done with the front office operation and you're kind of <laughs> going to take a backseat here to grow, it's gotten a lot better. But here's, let me just play devil's advocate, sure. and I hate being negative. But you do. Uh, <laughs> you, have, you have the possibility this year that another two first-round picks are gone. If Mac doesn't have a great year, and Cole Strange is injured and not on the field. I mean, there is the potential for that, too. Not to mention Duggar. Are they going to pay Duggar? He's not a first-rounder, but you have to, I right? think you have to. All right, so maybe that's coming next. I mean, yeah, that's it, one we were wrong about. How much did Lenore yeah, oh Ryan, Ryan God, talk yeah. did you do back in the day? But, yeah, I, I think that you could definitely make the argument that the, that the total talent pool yep. from the draft the last couple of years has dramatically improved. 100%. I mean, yeah, you talk. if you want to, you know, 
blame Bill for one thing, coaching versus front office. I mean, yeah, last year the the decision- well, he was just calling his buddies and doing favors for them. Yeah, that was. I mean, Herm Edwards and Nikhil Harry. Hello, <laughs> right? I mean, now they're taking great kickers and punters in the draft. They're right? I mean, they, yeah, they to- I forgot about those guys. Right. Two rookies are going to start a kicker and punter. <laughs> right? Who could forget the proud boy they drafted who never even got the field? <laughs> All right, more positives here in a second, but David in the car talking Zappy versus Mac here with Mike Cadillac. Hi, David. Hey, good afternoon, guys. Thank you for taking the call as always. You guys, I love your show every Saturday, Thank Curtis you. and Ken. I it's really okay. do. You guys do great. Appreciate it. So on, on the, I was last night I was there, and, you know, I still cannot get over that people are so gung up on still talking about Zappy like, like even should be a spotter. You know, and I know it makes it interesting. It's uh, it's conversation. It's uh, it's you know ratings and all that. But it clearly Matt is a spotter, and and I don't think there's a question. Of course, you know uh, Zappy's going to get some reps with a secondary because he has to. For the reason being, God forbid Matt gets hurt, he's got to be ready. I mean, the Patriots don't want to be in a situation where you don't give the guy enough reps, and then God forbid you know your your starter gets hurt. What do you do? Now you bring a guy in who's totally not set up to even have a chance. But at the end of the day, I think anybody who's actually thinking that it's a competition, I'm sorry, you're you, you just, you're wrong. You're totally wrong. I agree. Thoughts on what David has to say? No, I, mean, I yeah. agree. I, I think... It, the, the bigger question, I guess, is the leash. Like, all right, Max yeah. is going to start the year. Well, let's say it's a disaster for three or four games. Then you know Bill's going to be... He's already he's already shown he'll go to Zappy if need be. Right. I mean, you're right. And I think I I was on with you know the Greg Hill show. Curtis was on there. And then when uh, I did Jones and Mego, maybe the first within the first like three or four weeks, I was uh, I started here. When I first charted the season, I gave them an eleven and six record. Mm-hmm. I think I've since come down a little bit on that. Oh boy, it's a little bit homerish. My man, oh yeah. Hey, Hart and Curtis working on. Look, you. I can. Yeah, right. I know. It's it's been all, almost two months, or not even two months, and they're already uh, infiltrating. But no, you should call it heartless. It is heartless. Oh, I like that. Um, but where was I? So, look, we were eleven and six earlier. Yeah, yeah. They've they've come. My prediction has come down to earth a little bit. But I think that you know, he's the caller's right. The people who are you know trying to bring Zappy into the fold are, are kind of kidding themselves. And not that he's a bad quarterback. I think he played okay last year. But um, as far as the leash goes, Ken, the the start of their season is tough. You, you talk about, you know, the, the Eagles, the Dolphins, if two is fine, healthy, uh, the Jets, and then Dallas. So, like, if you start 0-4, <laughs> it's, it's obviously going to depend on the play of the quarterback. Because if, I mean, again, if they're going out there and they're, they're losing 35-30 or... Mac is throwing, you know, four touchdowns a game, but the defense can't stop anyone versus, you know, Max going out there and can't run the offense and he's making audibles in this new O'Brien system that they said that they trust him and he has, you know, he has carte blanche to make, you know, audibles and decisions. If he's out there, he's making the wrong decisions, throwing interceptions and trying to do too much, throwing across his body, then you're going to see Zappy sooner rather than later. But as of right now, I would say the leash is uh, decently long, so long as he, you know, runs the operation. What looks good about the offense? Give me some positives, and and, and is Juju included in there? Because yeah. I had no expectations after the mini camp where he didn't show up. How could you? And then, but so far, it looks like he's a big part of it, right? He's yeah, uh, I think it was it was during this show. You we were just saying that you know Mac and Juju all of a sudden are best buddies, and he wasn't here for you know the first the first you know part of mini camp. But uh, no, him and Mac uh, look to have a good rapport. I think just the fact that Mac is able to like I just mentioned, have control of the offense and make decisions at the line. And he looks out, he goes out there and he looks like he knows what he's doing and he looks comfortable and 
he said it the other day, he knows the why of why they're running a play. And he clearly, I think he might have even said it, he didn't know why they were doing some things last year. And he would constantly ask, and it came out in that Herald report from uh, Karen and Andrew that that he, he wouldn't get answers. He, they would ask questions and they would be like, oh, don't worry about that. Now he knows the why. He's working with O'Brien. They, they clearly have a, a good relationship. Um, and it just looks effective and efficient. And you talk about... I remember last season they would try and run like mess routes and rub routes and Kendrick Bourne and Jonu Smith ran into each other and both of them left the field hurt. Every single practice now that they go into a special teams period, O'Brien and Mack and the other quarterbacks take the receivers, they practice their rub routes, they're on the goal line. That um, And actually Mack hit Juju on that. Remember the Seattle Super Bowl where Malcolm Butler picked the ball off and they ran like that rub route on the goal line? Yep. They ran that, boom, touchdown, Juju, toe tap in the back of the end zone. So it looks like, you know, Mack is starting to get some answers to the test. I'm not going to talk, you know, that's a Brady line. I'm not going to yeah. compare him to that, but uh, no, it just, again, Ken it, does. So yeah, he fine. looks, he looks <laughs> calm. He looks confident. Ken still thinks it was the right call. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, the offense looks confident. And I, I think that's a, that's a huge plus plus uh, compared to last season. Yeah. I think it's, um, it's a definitely a good starting point. I, my concern or my expectation for this team is due almost as much about who they're playing as it is with who's playing for the Patriots, that even if this was one of those good Patriots teams, mm-hmm. you're not looking at a 14-2 and two season right. with the schedule. It's just really, really tough. And I I really, the Brady week one thing is just, I, it, it screams dysfunction with Kraft and Bill because Kraft wants Bill, I mean, wants Tom to be viewed as his friend, correct? Right. It is important for him to, re, you know, he was in the Bahamas. He had Brady at his wedding before he lost to the Steelers, all that stuff. The fact that they're having him here because it's the first home game after Tom retired is something that is essential to craft, and that is a headache for Bill Belichick because that buildup, all they're going to be asked about is Brady's return. What's right. it going to be like? They already asked. Godshaw was talking about it during the offseason. I think, uh, was it Barmore? Someone else was talking about it. I just find that to be such a, I mean, for me, it's great. I think it'll be interesting. I, what will they do? How will that, you know, reception be? What will it mean? But if they're losing to that Eagles team and at halftime they celebrate Brady and they come back out <laughs> and there's Brady chance, they'll be dying for zappy chance by the end of the game. But it's almost like, too, how do you not do it? Because, again, and Belichick, who's this NFL historian who loves the game so much. He, when he talks about himself. But, no, but he, he acknowledges that, you know, Brady, Slater, and Lawrence Taylor are the three best players at each phase of the game. That is such a shot at Brady to include Slater in the same sentence. I mean, he is the best. He's the greatest special teamer of all time, Okay, I'd say. so Joe Cardona is the best long snapper. Do you want to put him in that category? Yeah, yeah, he's basically Tom Brady. I mean, but again, the, the NFL historian that he is, I, I, I would assume that deep down he respects the fact that, okay, he did just retire. He was on our team. We won six Super Bowls. We have to celebrate him somehow. It's not like that's just going to go away. Right. But so I, he has to come to terms with it. But the shadow is one right. that he would like to get out from under and to begin the year with that overarching. I mean, that's no matter what happens, right. that's the biggest story. Those tickets for that game are four times yeah, it's insane. what the other tickets are this regular season. Let's go to Bill and Newton with Mike Cadlick in on Kenny Curtis. Hi, Bill. Uh, you know, being the best special team of all time kind of sucks, doesn't it? I mean, it means you weren't good enough to start on either right. side of the ball. I kind of feel bad for that. But, Mike, I want to get your take on this. I, I am not – I think the league looks at Kyle Duggar as he's a lot better than he is. Uh, watching three years, I don't think he's got great cover skills. He's a heck of a tackler. He's fast. He's strong. But he looks like he's kind of lost in cover. 
But we'll ask yourself. Other, I think he's going to get paid like an elite safety after after next year. And and years past, Bill would take a player like that and say, you know what, see you later, like a uh, J.C. Ch- uh, Jackson type guy, and watch him fail somewhere else. But now, I think Bill's going to have to offer him the money he doesn't want to offer him. Do you think he's going to do it? I think it depends on what they see this year. Um, going into the going into training camp, he was one of the guys where I kind of thought, okay. They need to lock this guy up now because if he does have a year and hit the open market, they're not going to pay him because he's just going to come in too much. Now, though, you bring in you know Marte Mapu, who is this fringe linebacker safety who can do a lot in coverage um, and in the box. Jalen Mills moves over. They haven't moved him back to cornerback, even though the cornerback room has been you know the house of cards I talked about. So I think that if Mills can perform as a free safety, Mapu can be that you know fringe guy, and Duggar does have a good year. They're just going to let him walk because they're able to, you know, bring in these other guys for for cheaper in Mills and and Mapu. But but they're pumping up Duggar as this new leader, right? right? I mean, you're seeing he, a lot of ch- chat about that. We were talking about this yesterday. The end of the video on the new Gillette Stadium board. It was a Revolution player. Excuse me, I don't know who it was. And on the oh. other side, it was Kyle Duggar. <laughs> so and it and it goes uh, new memories, new moments, New England. And yeah. I was waiting for it to okay, new contract yeah. extension. Because, <laughs> uh, no, he's he's a good player, and I, I agree with Bill as far as um, Bill the caller, not Bill Belichick. Um, he does he, he does lack some skills in coverage, but again, that's why he's majority a strong safety and a box safety rather than a free guy who you're going to put Mills in there. Um, I think he's going to take on more responsibility with McCordy gone. Um, in coverage, but I think you know and they paid McCordy. They, did yeah. they ever pay him elite safety money? I don't remember. Well, McCordy got paid well when you're he's a friend of Bill, right? I mean, but so was, was Duggar, right? Like you're right that Duggar he traded back for him, he got ripped for it, and now he's working but, but out. Now he's I mean, and he's he, a defensive guy. He'll sign him. They I, will I, extend Duggar. I don't. I if he if he plays out this year and plays well, he's not going to be paid here. I think you will. I think you're wrong about that. Bill's going to pay defensive guys now. Devin McCordy is a guy that was a front-facing defender of Bill Belichick, who everywhere he went defended the Patriot way, was one of the best spokespeople. I was, uh, never mind, can't tell that story. But yes, Devin McCourty. You want to bet a lunch on it? I think Duggar stays, long-term. Uh, well, you already bet me a lunch on Jacoby Myers. You've lost your last four. I Where double, we double nothing. Okay, double or nothing. Let's go to Bill in Plymouth. Hi, Bill. Uh, and you can't put on the company. How uh, you doing, guys? What's up? Hi. Yeah, I just wanted to weigh in on Duggar. Uh, you wait and see. The Patriots are going to pay him, and everybody will say they overpaid him, but they should pay him. The guy really is very, very good, and he doesn't get the credit that he should for being as good as he is because he doesn't get picked. And the reason he doesn't get picked, you know, safeties, they get their picks when quarterbacks have nowhere to go on the outside because elite corners lock down the field, and now it's four and five seconds into the into the play, and they got to get rid of it and make bad decisions, and that's where safeties get their picks. Duggar hasn't hasn't had that while he's been with the Patriots. They have not had lockdown corners. They're, they've had okay, and that's about it. So given that, you know, I think his coverage skills get questioned when they, they really shouldn't. I think it's more a function of what's around them. Um, I, I think the guy's very, very good. I think he's elite in the league. All right, thank you, Bill. So uh, there's there's a vote for Duggar getting yeah. paid. No, I'm with I'm with him. I again I think he's a good player. I think it 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 will be telling with McCordy gone um, over the next couple of weeks who end up as uh, the captains of this team. Ooh, because I think that 
The ones that Bill Belichick picks but says the players do. <laughs> I was going to say, I think they vote, but I think he certainly takes the votes and looks at them and then decides from there. Trace like, McSorley, captain. Oh, oh well, it'll a, be. You know the Patriots aren't hey, very good. Hey, one caller called him the MVP. Uh, He's right. so bad. Um, <laughs> you, you know if the team's not very good when we're doing Duggar talk right now. It's uh, unfortunate. I don't know. Why, he could though? be a star. He's a good player. He's fine. I, well, how he's much not th- fine. We're going to get a... into the Ryland battle, uh, the uh, kicker I, battle. I, yeah, I, would I, you yeah, rather us talk punters? I, I, well, I got to tell you, where's Quinn Nordeen? That guy was a dreamboat. Courtney had a crush on him. <laughs> All right, Mike Catlick here for a few more minutes. Then we'll get to Bradfield for some baseball talk down at Fenway. It is the Ken and Curtis Show on EEI. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Unpopular Laird opinion here in the uh, Kenny Curtis with Mike Cadlick room that the quarterbacks the Patriots face in the first four weeks are like, overrated. I like Curtis way overrated. And maybe with Ken. That might be the future. Got a ring to it. Yeah. Um, Look, Hertz is good. They face one top ten quarterback the first four. You weeks. are so like you. I Tell don't the people you honk it up so much. It's so strange. Well, Rodgers, they had beat last year. He's old. He's decrepit. He's going to the Jets. That's a Rodgers also of didn't want to be in Green Bay when they played him. Right. Good point. Braverman won one nothing. <laughs> uh, Rogers is going to be awesome this year. He's going to be so. The Jets going to win the division. I, they're going to lose in, in awful. Jets are going to win playoffs. the division. Yep, they're going to wow. win the AFC East. Is that I, really your opinion? It is. I like it. Wow. That team's going to be awesome. I really think they're going to be very. Plus, good. Salah's motivated to shut down the yeah. haters of Sean Payton. I used to like Dak, but I'm now out on Dak. Uh, not that good. He was awesome in that wild card game last year. Against Tua the Bucks. could be concussed before they play him, but even if he's healthy, he's not that good. I agree. So okay. you're in facing games, one top ten quarterback. Rodgers is a top ten quarterback. He is an absolute. He's top. fringe. He may be like ninth or tenth. No way. Okay. I got. The, I got the list he, here. You want of, of their seventeen games? How many games do they have the better quarterback? Uh, well, definitely against the Steelers. I'd take him over Pickett. Yep. I'd take him over the Saints. Derek Carr. I wouldn't. I would I take him I over would. Daniel Jones. I would take him yep. over Jimmy G. Yep. Depending how he and Bill O'Brien face Four. face out. Denver, I don't know what's the state of uh, Russell Wilson this year with the new coach. I think he'll be better with Sean Payton, but Russell Wilson is so weird. He's yeah. Like, by the way, I, I would was, still probably take him over Matt. Yeah, though. I would. He Anthony had, Richardson, we talked about him. AR-15 is not allowed in Massachusetts. Sam Howell and uh, the Commanders. I mean, there's six or seven yeah. right there. Okay, so for 10 games, they have the inferior player at the most important position. Right, so I'm getting to my essential point here. They've got to take advantage of these 8, 9, 10, 11, 12th ranked quarterbacks early, which include Rodgers, Dak, and Tua. you got to win some of those games. So they, nobody's expecting. Which games are you predicting them to win of those? Definitely Miami week two. That's a bounce back night game at Gillette. So they win week two. They'll even it up at one and one. I think they beat the uh, Jets. They're always good against the Dolphins. They beat the Jets. And Dallas is a tough road game. I'm flipped there. I think they lose to Philly. I think they beat Miami. I think they lose to the Jets. And I think they beat Dallas. Either way, if they go two and two, they're golden. That is a great start for them. Wow. Yeah, get the duck boats. But ready. here's yeah. my here's, he's, you just don't disagree with Mahomes, Allen, Hurts, Burrow, top four, right? Yeah, let's hear your top ten. So yeah. four, then I okay. would go. I don't even love Herbert and Lawrence, but you got to put them ahead of Rodgers. Right I wouldn't now. put Trevor Lawrence ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Yes, no way. And Lamar Jackson. So that's sure, seven maybe. right there. Okay. And then 
Deshaun, I still think Deshaun's going to have a good year. He was not good with Cleveland last year, but he's when he's on, you would admit he was a top five. Using quarterback. that exact same logic, when Rodgers is on, who's better? Rodgers is old. Deshaun Watson is still in his prime. Tom Brady's old, right? And then, okay, maybe I would throw Rodgers, Dak, and Tua in in that mix. With, so are Rodgers, Dak, and Tua all the same? Yes, all the same. They're all, on, they're all the same. There are various levels of their careers, but yes, that's talent-wise at this point, yes. If you had to win a football game and I tell you you could take Aaron Rodgers or Tua Tagovailoa, you're saying it's a coin flip. Coin flip. Come on. Total coin flip. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Have you watched Aaron Rodgers play? You just agreed with my top seven, basically. So okay. they're, no, not Tua really. and Rodgers are like not in the same oh, stratosphere. Rodgers is he's checked out. What he would is, Rodgers do with Waddle and and Tyree Kill? They'd be nasty. They'd win the division. I mean, they might go fifteen and two. They'd win the Super Bowl with that. Rodgers has had elite receiver talent for many, many years. They've not, not drafted a single receiver in the first round in his entire career. What did he do with Devontae? Not much, and then he didn't want to play for him, so he left for Vegas. He won two MVPs. Right. Did he win in the playoffs? They when won divisions. We're talking I'd like about... to win games. You said win a game. What's Aaron Rodgers' career winning I'm percentage? I'm taking Mac, baby. I'm taking Mac ahead of Rodgers. I'm taking Come Mac on. ahead of Tua. Okay, now you sound Let's good. go. I'm firmly, Let's on go. Team. I'm firmly on Mac Island with you and Greg. Yeah. But there's no way I'm taking him over Aaron Rodgers. Right, fine. You saddle you? up to Rodgers. He's, uh, he was good. He was good in 2010. This is 2023. Won the MVP back-to-back years <laughs> two years ago. He's just washed. house of he's cards. Washed. Playoff failure. Flop. Oh, yeah. You know he's been. He, he's going to suck in the playoffs. No disagreement. <clears throat> but, but you think he'll make the playoffs? Yes. You think the Jets will win the division like Cadillac? They could. The Bills are, have an odd juju to them right now. Bills are in a weird state. What's going on with mm-hmm. the Bills? What's the vibe at Gillette but, about the Bills? But, but quick aside. Yeah. One thing that I find fascinating, that from the Northeast view, and the Bills aren't really Northeast. They're central upstate New York. The, the vibe I feel for Bills fans is that there is this massive sense of urgency. They need to win now. Yep. Josh Allen's time is now. You know, they have to do all these things. Steph Diggs, precarious situation. And then you see these videos of Bills training camp, and it's like the Beatles are arriving. Like, there's just not that same, I don't know, um, desperation that I perceive there to be. Like, I don't think this is a make-or-break year. I was surprised they extended McDermott because I'm like, well, what if they don't? Make right. it to the AFC title game this year. Why would they want to extend it? But there's just this vibe there that Demar Hamlin's healthy. Yep. They're all celebrating that you know he's okay, and that this is the you know they just love the Bills and that they're good. They're not worried about the championship. Thing. I think the desperation comes from you know this this new thing, team building you know way in the NFL where you get your quarterback, you break him in. Then all of a sudden you bring him in an elite wide receiver like the Dolphins did with Tua and Tyreek Hill, and now the Bills did with. Uh, Stefan Diggs, and it's like, all right, you got them, the you got them, the guy. Now you got to roll. So I think that's sort of where the where that comes in with the Bills. But quick what, preview of the week: what's coming up this week? Just two uh, days of camp, and then they have the game Thursday. Saturday, right? nope. Excuse oh, me. Sunday, Monday, Sunday, Tuesday. Monday, Tuesday practice off Wednesday and game on Thursday. Okay, we'll have you covered for all of it at wei.com. I love, love it. it. We'll be there Thursday night, going to the game. Big team. Oh, let's building. go. Yep, you're gonna have a lobster roll. We're going to have a trust fall with Rice, <laughs> with Mike Reese and Bob Sosi. All right, we're going to head down to the Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio for really three hours of Sox talk because you get two hours with Bradford and then Joe Wild takes over for the pregame show. Good to have Mike in and uh, continue to follow his work there. Curtis, talk to you on Monday on the Great Hill Show. Sounds good. Thank you, Mike. Thanks, Joe guys. Braverman, good job. And uh, Bradford show next. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.